Hey, good morning. It's 10:38. I'm Jenna Barr. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel. If you'd like to text in your questions this morning, 850-437-1620. Our next expert is here every month. Matthew Vanderford joins me from Claimology. Good morning. How are you? Happy day. It is a happy day. And you know what? what? Um, we have a guest joining us as well. Yes. So what are we going to be discussing this morning? Tell me. Or well, can you tell me as a surprise? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting. So I'm just going to give you a preview. Like we do this once a month. And so this, it's everything I'm also trying to relate with insurance, with just the health of the wellness of the being. You know what I mean? It's yes. really important. And so through this right now, our guest this particular month is going to be Carlos Cabrera of Florida Advocates. Um, they are attorneys that work specifically to help insureds navigate the process in the event they have to take further action and litigate. Mm. And so that's something that we do talk about. And there's been so much that's happened literally in this last year, just since the legislation has changed. Yeah. And then we've had six insurance companies that have now gone basically bankrupt. Wow. Six of them. And like these that's are That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm like so we joke I joked with What Carl, happened to their customers? Yeah, Jeez. right. They all they all get pawned off into other in the other pool base. And so what ends up happening is, so these poor people, you've had six different insurance companies that have gone insolvent, that the state has taken over, that they're basically, that the state is now trying to, and their letterhead, when this, when, it, when you get a letter, if your insurance company were to liquidate and you were to have a claim and you have a letter, get sent to you, on the front of that letter, it basically states at the very bottom, if, well, number one, it states, this process will take up to possibly two years, so be prepared for it, and in the event that there's any money left, you might get paid, basically is what it's, I'm just summarizing that. So that paperwork, I mean, really just says, hey, listen, you may or not, you may or may not even get paid on this claim because it's the state taking over now for, this is now the sixth insurance company. So there's a lot to talk about. There's so much to talk about in relationship to how to protect yourself, things to look out for, ways to protect yourself with claims and um, just ways to just be prepared and to just, be prepared mentally, mental strategy of what to do when, when claims do affect your life. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, um, I guess our special guest is on the phone, Carlos Cabrera. Welcome to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Hey, Carlos. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Hey, Matthew. How are you? Doing Thank well. You. Thank you. Absolutely. So thank you very much. First, can you are you able to tell us a little bit? You're down in South Florida right now. Your um, law firm is the Florida Advocates. And first, we're just put a little quick plug out there for everybody. Where where may they find you online, and how may they reach you on the phone if they have any questions? Because you you handle claims all throughout the state of Florida, correct? Yes, that's correct, uh, Matt. Um, we handle uh, first party uh, property damage insurance claims all throughout the state of Florida. Um, we are a group of uh, 10 attorneys, and we handle cases all throughout the state. Uh, you can find more information about our law firm at www.fladvocates.com, or you can call us with any questions uh, at 754-263-4252. Once again, 754-263-4252. You, you, you made a very interesting comment. You said first-party claims. Now, for us in the insurance industry, we understand that term, but for those folks that are just out there that just buy insurance that aren't, that are, aren't involved in this, are, explain a little bit more a first-party claim and what that means. 
Sure. A first-party claim is simply a term that uh, I guess we use to describe the claim between uh, an insured, the homeowner, for example, and uh, versus uh, the insurance company, the insurer. So those are, are considered first parties because they have a contractual relationship, and therefore those claims are identified as first party versus, for example, if there is a claim where you are injured in a car accident, for example, you might be bringing a claim against uh, the insurance company or the insured of another insurance company that would be considered a third-party claim. So first-party claims, as it pertains to uh, property damage claims, that's, that's, that's what I'm referring to when I say first-party. So that's, it's claims uh, where we represent the homeowner, the policyholder, because it could also be a commercial uh, client as well against their own insurance company for any potential uh, property damage claims. And these and these policies cover everything for everyone out there listening. Uh, these first-party claims are for real property. So if you are a residential homeowner, if you're a condominium owner, if you are an association, um, if you have an insurance contract and you have sudden accidental loss, you're able to represent them, whether it's coming from a, flo- uh, a flood, um, I mean, in relationship to a boat um, being damaged or a plane, perhaps someone might have issues there. These are all first party claims, businesses, commercial properties, um, you name it, restaurants. It's not just the residential part of it. There's also business loss and loss of use on the on the um, on residential side. These are things that you're able to help navigate. And just for everyone out there listening to as well. Carlos and Florida Advocates have been a tremendous powerhouse in relationship to helping get knowledge out there through an organization called FAPIA, the Florida Association of Public Insurance Adjusters. It's a great organization. And as we as public adjusters, we have to keep our licensure up and continue to keep our CE credits hours up. And having resources like attorneys help us and they are able to provide information to keep us current and up to date on the things to look out for. And that's what's important. It's the landmines in the back, the things that you don't really see when filing a claim, like such as, does your policy require you to submit a proof of loss when you file a claim? I mean, how many of you have a copy of your policy to even find that out? Not many people do. And so language like that is extremely important to be aware of in the event that you need to file a claim is how do you file a claim? How do you do this? And so I recommend everyone is get a copy of your policy first before you file that claim. And because it, there's always things that the carriers talk about, about late reporting. But my, my, my kind of quip on that is like, hey, the law states like take for a hurricane. We get two years to report a claim. So if I report it on the, on the, the eve of the second, of the end of the second year, how is that late reporting, right? We're given a time frame. So don't panic. And the reason why I say that is don't panic about, I need to file a claim immediately. Document the claim immediately. Take action as quickly as possible, but you want to get a copy of your policy. And that's difficult to find sometimes because sometimes the carriers don't provide that. And so, Carlos, are you able to kind of help help anyone out there just with some maybe um, ideas or thoughts if they're having difficulty on who to reach out to if they're unable to get their policy up hand? Sure, absolutely, Matt. Um, yes, it's very important that uh, homeowners or any any policyholder uh, becomes very familiar with their policy and what is covered and what is not covered. Uh, as, as simple as it may sound, um, some people may not have flood uh, insurance. They may not even have windstorm insurance, and you're obviously going to need that if we're talking about a hurricane claim, obviously, in, in many parts of Florida. 
uh, Hurricane Ian has has caused a substantial damage. And uh, as you mentioned before, these insurance policies are full of requirements and conditions that uh, anyone making a claim has to comply with. Otherwise, your claim could be denied for not following the proper procedure. Um, there are many pitfalls uh, in that insurance policy. One thing that you mentioned is the sworn proof of loss. Some policies automatically require you to submit a sworn proof of loss within 60 days. Um, others, other policies require uh, a homeowner to uh, uh, provide that sworn proof of loss after they've requested it. So that's a really important uh, uh, thing to know because if, if you're unaware of this requirement of submitting your proof of loss, your claim uh, could be denied. And in fact, it most likely will be denied, and uh, it, it 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 takes a lot to then try to undo that that damage and and try to get the claim back back on track. So, the the best advice I can give to anyone who's listening out there and, and may may uh, have a claim to file is to speak to a professional first. Speak to a public adjuster. Speak to an insurance attorney like myself or, or, or like Matthew, a public adjuster, to, to educate yourself on the procedures because there are many procedures and if you don't follow them uh, correctly, you could be setting yourself up for denial and delaying your claim even further. And let's be honest, insurance companies are out there, they're overwhelmed. If they can find a way to easily deny the claim, they're going to do it. And that you make a great point. Insurance carriers become overwhelmed. And so part of that process is if there, if a lot of people will experience a standard form letter denial, you just get this, you get this letter that says, here's our position. And it cites some, it, it has some excerpts from your policy. I mean, a lot of times that's just, it's a paper tiger. It's just to see what goes away or doesn't go away. Honestly, how will, how hard are you willing to look at it? And at the same time, when they close the claims, it closes their file, which they report to. And so these things all affect, all these massive claims affect their grading systems. It affects their solvency, which is what we're experiencing now. We just talked very briefly before you got on, like how many insurance companies have actually gone under this particular year. And these are insurance companies, the last one, um, which we'll name, I mean, it's public knowledge. FedNAT just kind of went out. And when they did, I mean, they were a carrier that was a very strong insurance company for many years here in Florida. Um, we worked with them as uh, preferred vendors when we were in the restoration business. Um, their policies were always good. And then lo and behold, you start to see these shifts and these changes. And now the next thing you know, boom, if you have a claim, guess what? The state's now taking it over. So these are things to be on the lookout for too, that don't delay in filing a claim too. This might be your one opportunity to do it because your insurance company might not be around next year in the state of Florida. We don't know this. So if you think that you have damage, call a professional out to take a look at it. Get a contractor, hire, look at a public adjuster, contact an insurance attorney and say, hey, how can I, how do you recommend I look at this house now that I've suffered either damage from a windstorm, a hurricane, a tornado, flooding, a pipe burst, a fire? It doesn't have to be a major event, a major disaster. It can be something as simple as, a, as, a, as an overflow from a drainage system. And the next thing you know, you're, the first floor of your um, floor of your of your house is damaged. And so these are all things to learn how to navigate because even that particular claim, the policy still 
dictates how you need to perform on small claims as well as large claims. There's no difference in, in relationship to the dollar amount. You still have your duties and you still have to perform the way that you need to perform. Absolutely. And, and Matt, if I could add um, something that you touched upon, and that is reporting the claim, uh, you, you know, anyone listening out there, you have to do it timely as soon as possible. Don't wait, even if you're not 100% sure that you have damage, uh, you want to report it. You want to report it as soon as possible because what happens if you don't report it, and uh, let's just use a roof uh, claim as an example, if Six months down the road, now you start to see some water damage coming inside of your living room, let's say, and you see the water coming into the ceiling, and it's actually as a result of, uh, let's say, Hurricane Ian, to use that as an example. Um, the insurance company is very likely to say, wow, well, Hurricane Ian was six months ago, and you're now reporting this for the first time. You didn't report this, this claim timely. And they could, they could deny it on that. They could deny your claim based on that reason. They could also claim that they have been prejudiced as a result of all that time uh, uh, passing and you not reporting that claim. So it's, it's really important uh, to timely report your claims as soon as you know that there is a damage or with a big storm like, like Hurricane Ian, uh, report it. Report uh, your claim even if you're not 100% sure what the damages are reported, um, if it turns out you don't have a claim, uh, there's no damage, there's nothing, there's, there's really no prejudice to anyone. Uh, but in the event that, you know, six months, six months down the road, uh, it turns out that there is roof damage and you start seeing that leak coming in, at least you reported it. Now the insurance company can't say that uh, they've been prejudiced or that you reported it late. That's awesome. That's great advice. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, some action in the very beginning will definitely save you in the end. Very, very, very much so. And so we've seen that time and time again, um, just in the normal claims life of that happening, where insurance companies do, they do say we've been prejudiced, where we haven't had the opportunity to examine the loss. And um, again, it's just another hurdle that is thrown out for someone to have to now jump over in relationship to filing a successful claim. And that's what and that's what being a public adjuster is about that I really feel and I'm, I'm gonna maybe speak for Carlos here um, from Florida Advocates is that being um, on this side of the advocacy process it's our job really just to kind of help navigate and to kind of keep people in in line and keep them out of the pitfalls keep them on track keep them moving forward so that way they're able to really have a successful claim. And that's what it's really all about, a successful claim. It's making sure that when you put the claim in, that you receive what you're entitled to receive because you've been paying those premiums to do so. And so no more because that's considered fraud and absolutely no less because that's absolutely considered fraud too in my eyes. So we're looking for fair claim resolution settlements. And so we're very grateful to be here. This is Claimology. I'm joining you now with uh, Carlos Cabrera from Florida Advocates. Again, Carlos, how may they reach you on the website and their phone number again? Sure. Uh, you can reach our uh, website at www.fladvocates.com or by phone at 754-263-4252. And if anyone has any questions today, I'm not sure if anyone does, but if there are, we're more than happy to take them. You'll be able to reach us out here um, at the radio station or text in. And then at the same time, feel free to always reach out to us at Claimology. You're always able to put claims uh, questions in there at claims 
at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. You're able to reach us too at 850-684-4794. And so there's been a lot of, a lot, a lot of interesting things happening um, legislatively that have changed the dynamic of the insurance landscape. Um, do you see anything uh, maybe coming up that might be uh, on the benefit of the insured now that the landscape has changed and we get an event like this that might kind of shake up and wake, wake the eyes of some people? Do you have anything to maybe add to that, Carlos? Well, I think the only thing that I have to add to that is um, some of the new requirements um, uh, apply to insurance companies. Um, we constantly hear uh, in the media, the news media, how uh, there's all this fraud being committed, that the insurance companies are losing all kinds of money. Uh, but there's never really been any kind of backup to support that. And um, I think that the legislature's requirements now that the insurance company are required to provide uh, information to support some of their claims, uh, I think will will uh, uncover what's really going on here. Mm. Um, because uh, in my experience, and I've been doing this for uh, a little over 22 years, um, it, it's 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 the insurance company's uh, way of handling things that usually uh, causes delays, uh, underpayments, and, and wrongful denials. You know, the, the Florida law and the policy has all of these different requirements and conditions and things that, that, that a, a policyholder must uh, complete before they ever get to even filing a lawsuit. So there's all this pre-suit procedure that has to be done. But yet all you hear about on the news media is about all of these lawsuits that attorneys are, are the ones who are creating this insurance crisis because there's so many lawsuits being filed, et cetera. But, but, but I think what is missing in that conversation, that discussion, is that, hold on a second, there is all there are all these procedures that are in place to, that give the insurance company the opportunity to resolve the matter and time we're talking months time um, to, to try to resolve the procedure uh, to resolve the claim and it doesn't happen so the only way to get the insurance company to do the right thing to do what they are contractually obligated to do is by filing a lawsuit that unfortunately, is not ever part of the conversation when this is discussed. So once again, I think that these new requirements, these new reporting requirements for the insurance company are, are going to uncover uh, what's really going on, and it'll be very interesting to see once those uh, reports are due. I don't believe that they're, they're due yet. I think uh, we're probably looking at sometime next year, uh, for the first uh, reporting requirement. So Interesting. that, I think, could be a good thing for the consumer because it'll uncover, uh, at least I would expect that it would uncover what's really going on. And that, yeah, that kind of sparks some things. I have to, by, by nature, like, a, I don't, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, maybe just a little bit, you know, it just is what it is. But now it's just like, hmm, six insurance companies go out of business very soon before having to report any type of financial things, like anything that they've been doing in the state of Florida for the last ever. I don't know. Maybe that's just a way they get out of just uh, displaying 
really in type of good faith of what's really been going on. I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. I hope not. But hey, you never know. Crazier things have happened. Um, but I do think that's very interesting information. And one thing that you talk about, Carlos, I, would, I, I want to really kind of advocate for people here is to get a voice. Use Use this time right now to say, hey, listen, I don't feel like I'm being treated fairly in this claim. I feel like something's not right. Listen to that. Move with that. Follow that. Ask questions. Get help. And if you are entitled to something, God willing, they're, they're, it's exposed and, you, and, you're, and you're shown the way to get the recovery that you need. And that's what we're here to do. And to kind of hopefully give you some peace of mind, take that burden off, and to help you breathe. Really breathe in this time because claims can be very, very stressful at times. And so hopefully we're able to relieve that and give you some peace. So thanks so much, Carlos, for joining us today. We greatly appreciate your time. Thank you, Matthew, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. You too. And that was Carlos Cabrera, everybody, from Florida Advocates. Wonderful. good information. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, their whole staff is really, really wonderful, and they really, really care for the insured. Yeah, there's a difference when there's an advocate on your side, too. And like you mentioned, if insurance companies can go out of business and then just kind of, I hate the word, but like dump the people they were supposed to be insuring onto somebody else, you just it helps you just kind of wonder a little bit. Why aren't other things set in place to protect the people? And so really you have to kind of speak up for yourself. And so I absolutely love that. All that information from, from Carlos. Thank you for having him on today. Um, Matthew, thank you for joining us on the Pensacola Expert Panel. That just zipped on by. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> and I'll talk to you next month. Of course, you can catch this again on our podcast page at newsradio923.com or head on over to insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com or contact Matthew today, 850-684-4794. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.